Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is J.R. Robinson. And tonight I want to welcome you to When He Speaks Erotica. This is a podcast where I talk about relationships, love, sex, and a little bit of fucking too. All from my perspective. So tonight I want to discuss something that's uh, that's been going on for a while, but I really haven't paid attention to it. But I want to do it, you know, I want to get into it and, and, and talk about it tonight. And that is the current fertility crisis that black women are facing due to the shortage of sperm donors. I want to discuss the impact that this crisis has on the black community as well as exploring potential solutions. Plus, my question tonight is, should the booty call spend the night? (laughs) So do me a favor. Go ahead, relax. Do whatever it is that you do. And I'll be right back with the question. Okay, so I'm back with my question tonight. Should the booty call spend the night? Now, you know, I like to go ahead and answer the question before I get into, you know, the conversation. When I was in the streets, no, you you couldn't spend the night. There was none, there was none of that. There was no happenings of of a woman spending the night in my spot. And I don't care how, how many times you put me to sleep or how good you were or what you did for me. There was no staying when I got up to go to work or when I left, you left. And there were plenty of times women wanted to lay around and, you know, come up with excuses like, well, I don't have to pick up my kids until in the morning. So I'm like, well, you can go there with your kids or you can just go home and relax before you have to pick up your kids. But guess what? You got to get the hell up out of here. Now, at this point in my life now, I wouldn't mind. And it depends on the person. If it's real good, you know, you can bring a toothbrush the next time. And if it's smoking hot, guess what? Bring your kids. We're going to have a family night the next weekend. (laughs) But in all seriousness, uh, it it depends. I know a lot of people may have a a different outlook on it. But, um, Overall, I believe that it, it depends on the person and how they make you feel. Now, the definition of a booty call is this. It's an invitation to satisfy a craving. That's usually a request from someone to come together and share a night of passionate pleasure. It's a tantalizing two-word phrase that hints at the potential of heated desires to be realized in a single evening. A booty call whispers sweet nothing of ecstasy and promise untold intimacy as it speaks directly to your sensual needs. Its essence is electric, and its invitation is no less than irresistible. So answer the call, prepare for the night of your wildest dreams, and let yourself surrender to the desires that's there for you. Now, the pros of a booty call, the comforts and convenience that comes with a booty call. Spending the night is the ultimate comfort and convenience for most people. You get to enjoy each other's bodies all night long in whatever way pleases you the most. There's something that's intimate and special about laying up after a steamy session of hot sex. This shared pleasure makes for a cozy, intimate atmosphere. 
whether you decide to spend the night together or simply snuggle up in a blissful connection. You can savor every moment of your precious time together. Continue intimacy and connection. Spending the night with your beloved, you get an opportunity to experience a deeper connection that can't be reciprocated in one evening. You get to enjoy complete intimacy where you can share not just the physical pleasure, but also emotional rapture. The kind of tenderness that goes beyond any fleeting embrace. When the night is over, you have made new memories to last long into your story together. Now the cons of a booty call. Potentially confusing, confusing the relationship dynamics. When you're laying up or cozying up for the night, it has its advantages. After a soul-stirring rendezvous, there's nothing quite as satisfying as waking up in each other's arms. At the same time, however, it can be difficult to navigate a relationship that is intimate without getting too invested. The appeal of the booty call can be strong, but Spending the night can make an already difficult relationship even more difficult. Ultimately, it's important to weigh the pros and cons before diving into something so tempting yet uncertain. Risk of hurt feelings or misunderstandings. You step into uncharted territory. A booty call can bring with it delicious anticipation and the potential of for an unparalleled pleasure. But even in the thrones of passion, care must be taken so that neither party experience any lingering heartache or confusion. And if you want to spend the night with someone special, clearly communicate your plans to ensure that everyone is happy with the arrangement and you know that's on the same page. That way you can both enjoy an exciting evening of intimacy without sacrificing what I call um, emotional safety, which is much needed in a booty call situation. Because you got to understand what it, what it is. Either I'm going to let my feelings get wrapped up or I'm going to understand that we just come together, get this physical thing on and bouncing. You got to separate the two. And you got to protect your emotional, that emotional part of you. You have to, you have to put a wall around it. Because some people can be very cold-hearted when it comes to the booty call. Men and, and men, definitely men. We have this thing where uh, we don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's just what we need to do. Conquer and divide. Conquer and move on. Conquer and get what we need and send you on your way. Now, women have caught up in that way of thinking in the last few years. But after a while, you get tired of that, especially if you want a relationship, if you want the connection, then you don't just want booty. And you have to protect your heart. You have to protect who you are emotionally. Physically, yeah, you can get past that. You can accept, okay, it was just ass. The emotional and the mental and if you want more it starts to play on you so emotional safety to me is very important when 
you enter in any type of relationship, but more importantly, a booty call. So to wrap this thing up, according to a friend of mine who asked, asked this question, their response was, booty calls are meant to get the hell on. But if you have that constant booty call with the same person, then there's nothing wrong with them staying a while. And I agree with that. I, I totally agree with that. Ultimately, whether the booty call should spend the night is a personal decision that should be made between individual, the two individuals involved. It's important to communicate openly and honestly with your partner and make sure that both parties are on the same page. And on that note, I'll be right back with my topic of the night. topic of the night is one of those topics that I find to be very serious and like I said I didn't know that much about it so I had to um, do some research and do some reading I, I found an article and the, the source where I got this information from is the Washington Post and I think it was in October of last year if I'm not mistaken and I had it on uh, had it on deck for a while and hadn't had an opportunity to really put it together so um, I had to get it last week like I said, uh, last week I had a family situation. I was unable to record um, the podcast. So um, I wanted to go ahead and get this off the calendar. And the top, the, name, the topic of the, of the podcast is Black women face fertility crisis due to sperm donor shortage. I didn't know that. I understood and I realized that there was a lot of black men who were incarcerated, who um, who lived a different lifestyle, who chose um, someone other than women to be with, and um, I, I didn't I didn't know how serious this matter was. After reading the, the, the topic, after reading the piece and the, on online, it was shocking for me. And normally I don't talk about these type of uh, topics because I'm not that well versed or I don't know that much about it, but this is one of those ones that, that stuck out to me, you know? Just been sticking me in my side, like go ahead and do it, go ahead and do it. So I decided to, like I say, go ahead and get off the calendar. Now, there's a lack of black sperm donors available in the United States. And as a result, many black women find it difficult to start a family through assisted reproductive technology because they don't have enough money. Do you know on the average, sperm costs anywhere from $950 to $1,300 per vial? Donors who who, uh, supply the sperm get anywhere from $70 to $150 per donation. Now the Cairo Bank sells a fixed number of vials per donor to limit the number of children fathered by any one donor. Now let me explain who the Cairo banks are. It's an established devoted to the preservation of human biological materials such as sperm, eggs, embryos at sub-zero temperatures for use in assisted reproductive technology endeavors like uh, 
IVF and artificial insemination. So, $950 per vial and the same person can't provide constant sperm all the time that took me back you know it it made me think well even though this is a serious matter it made me think about the times where I've heard you know some of my friends say yeah I went down to the bank and made a deposit and I'm like really you know, I mean, I knew what they were talking about, but I just, I didn't understand that concept. I just couldn't get what I was, I don't know, maybe it was the way I was raised. That, you know, that's sacred. But I understand the need for, I understand the women need for sperm to, to have babies through this process. I never gave it any thought that I could do that. Not one time have I ever sat and said, you know, I'm about to go to the clinic and give someone my sperm. Because for me, it would have been like with my child. That would bother me. That would have crept into my head. I couldn't just walk away from that. And that was kind of like one of the main reasons I didn't do it, you know. But um, to get back to the topic, the shortage of black sperm is a significant issue. It affects black women who are seeking to start families. Um, they often have to wait longer, uh, pay more to get the job done. And it's not just a matter of convenience or preference, it's a matter of justice and equality. Black women should have the same access to health care as everyone else. They should not be charged more for health care because of their race. The lack of black donors is a pressing problem, and we need to address it to ensure that all people have equal access to these technologies. The number of black women using Chirobank, Chirobank to have babies has been steadily increasing over years, and so a rise during the pandemic. According to the latest census data, black women age 35 to 45 are more likely to be unmarried than women of any other race. 44% of black women are unmarried compared to the 16% of white women. There are several factors that contribute to the shortage of black sperm donors in the United States. And I kind of went over this. I kind of went over it earlier. But um, one of the most important reasons is the pool of available donors who are mostly white. That is because of a long history of practice that has been, that made it hard for people of color to give, to give. This means that black women seek to start, black women who are seeking to start family often have few options to choose from. This results in higher costs and a long wait time for services. In recent years, there's been an increase of demand for black black donors as more and more people recognize the importance of diversity and representation in their families. However, this increase in demand has not been met with an equivalent increase in the number of black donors. Further, 
exacerbating the shortage. It's important to address this problem and increase the diversity of, don donor, of the donor pool so that all people can start their own families and have access to reproductive technology. The lack of sperm donors is not simply a matter of convenience. You know, it, it runs deep. It, it, it runs very deep. And it's one of those situations where it's not being talked about. I haven't heard too many of <clears throat> too many people have conversations about this. And I guess that's one of the reasons why I didn't I wasn't up on it. Because it's it's like pushed to the side. Like it doesn't exist. And it's one of the biggest problems that we have, especially for our black women who wanna have babies and who may not be in a relationship. So because they're not in a relationship, they, sh they shouldn't have to suffer if they want a baby. It should be equal, it should be an equal situation for every woman who wants to have a baby. And, and one of the biggest things I hate talking about is race when it comes to relationships and, and situations because it's one of those conversations that's never ending. And you have different opinions, different people who will attack you for having your opinion. But when it comes to this one, if there's anyone who wants to debate or talk about it, we can. And I may not be up on it, but I will do my research. If someone asks me a question, I will do some research and come back with an answer because this is something that needs to be talked about. It also makes me think I should do more podcasts or have more episodes about when it comes to race, when it comes to black and white, black and Asian, Asian and Pakistan, whatever. Not just talk about one. And, and, and with my podcast, I don't. I try to talk. I never try to have the conversation with him against her. I always try to keep it equal because there's a lot of shit that women do that they try to sweep it under the rug or try not to make it um, as blown up when they, when they when they talk about men. But when it comes to women, they doing the same shit. They just get away with it, or it's not. Their story's not being told. So with my podcast, I, I try to talk about everybody and everything. I try to loop everybody in the same topic because it pertains to everyone. Everyone does it. It's just highlighted or, you know, um, it's one of those things people make a big thing about when it comes to black people. You know, black men are perverts or all black men want to do is just lay around, play PlayStation, and, and have babies and smoke weed. That's that's one of those things that's just blown out of the water. So when it comes to having issues about race or the um, what's the word I'm looking for, the shit not being equal, that needs to be talked about. It needs to be put out there if it's on my little podcast and guess what I need to be a voice now it won't be it won't stop me from talking about a a range of different topics because that's what's that's the thing I enjoy doing I like talking about certain things I don't like talking about cheating all the time I don't like talking about um, this type of topic all the time I like to go across the board but this right here was very important to me 
when I saw this, I was like in disbelief. Even though I know the situation, I've been around long enough to know that black, there's a shortage of black men. I understand. I know. I've seen it. I've lived in the period of women, you know, making it known. Men like you don't come around that often. I've actually had women tell me, men like you don't come around. Someone got a job, someone who's straight, someone who take care of his kids, even though he's in a divorce situation or he don't have his kids. And someone who has some type of uh, decency about, about yourself. You know, you don't come around. So that shortage of black men is is, is, is definitely something that's true. And it's been going on for years. And to, to come across a story like this, it's kind of heartbreaking. You know, and, and, and no, I'm not soft. I'm not wimpy or anything like that. It's just, I feel bad for the women who do want to have children unable who who have to pay more than you know say a white woman has to pay or an Asian woman who's trying to have a baby and then you gotta take in consideration other um, other um, other people of other races wanting sperm from a black man so guess what guess who gonna get that sperm for another black woman it's gonna be the Asian woman or the white woman so that's another battle that they have to go through. Because you may have one who may have an Asian one. I want a black man sir. Okay. And we'll pay less. Whereas a woman who's black, who, in my opinion, should get it to keep the population growing. But we all know certain people don't want the population to grow when it comes to black people. And that's a whole different story. That's one of the reasons why I don't want to cover stories like this. But like I said, it, it was one of those situations where I saw this and I'm like, you got to talk about it. Because it's, it's, it's not being told. The story's not being told. It's, it was in the newspaper. A lot of people don't read the newspaper. A lot of people don't. They read a bunch of BS. This is serious. This affects someone who, some important people, black women. I think everybody's important, but I'm black. I, I I associate with black women. I recognize their pain. I understand that um, this is a horrible situation. And it's something that people have to talk about. People have to have more conversations, have to be more, have to get out there and, and help fight for equality. And to keep the keep the race going. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with having white babies. There's nothing wrong with having Asian babies. There's nothing wrong with having black babies. The world we live in has to change. It can't be what it used to be. It can't be what it was 100 years ago. It can't be what it was 500 years ago. We have to change the mindset. If that includes all kids coming into this world equally getting the opportunity to live amongst each other and be happy and to make this a stronger nation or a better world and if it starts with you know finding more black donors or black women getting an equal chance to have access to 
sperm that's going to help them have babies. And that's what it is. And I know I'm all over the place with this one, but this this is one of those conversations that uh, I kind of wish I had someone to talk to about. This is one of those ones I wish I had I could bounce back and forth with someone, you know? Because this is more than a one-person uh, conversation or topic to talk about. But to wrap it up, uh, in conclusion, it's, it's important to address the lack of black sperm donors and to increase the number of different sperm donors. We also need to look at and remove the synthetic, uh, systematic barriers that has caused this problem so that we can create a fair system for everyone. And that's my podcast for the night. I want to say thank you to everyone. I, I keep saying thank you, but I will continue. But um, the fact that I didn't record or didn't have the podcast Saturday night and the numbers and the people who listen, you know, thank you. You know, that, that says a lot to me. You know, last year this time I didn't have that type of uh, effect on listeners. You know, I may have gotten like one or two people who will listen to the podcast, but I can see where it's definitely more than one, even when I don't record, so thank you. Um, we'll have one on Saturday night. Um, family is okay, I'm okay, and um, I just want to wish everybody, you know, a great, successful year this year. Get out, create, do something. There's, there's something inside you that you can make a dollar off. It may not be a lot of money, there's something in you that you can do that you don't have to be in certain situations so that's my little spill I'm not going to get into that tonight but uh, I want to say I hope everybody have a good night take care of yourselves and I'll talk to you later on in the week